For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Today I want to look at the use of social media as a tool of operationalizing compliance by considering some of the concepts around sharing of information. These are based upon the book by Brian Kramer entitled Shareology, How Sharing is Powering the Human Economy. And of course, the book is linked to in the show notes. The book is the study of how, what, where, when, and why people and brands share. For this book, Kramer conducted more than 250 interviews with executives, marketers, and social media persons, as well as professors of linguistics, psychology, sociology, etc., on the question of why people share. He found the answer came down to one thing, and that one thing was connection. People have all have desire to reach out and connect with each other, whether it's through sharing content and having someone reply back, or sharing other people's contents and helping them out. Kramer identified six types of people who share, and we're going to go through those. The altruist, someone who shares something specific about one topic all the time. The careerist, someone who wants to become a thought leader in their own industry so they can see their career grow. The hipster, someone who likes to try things for the first time and share it faster than anyone else. The boomerang, someone who asks a question so they can receive a comment back only to reply to. The connector, someone who likes to connect one or more persons together. And the selective, this is an observer. I believe all of these categories are relevant to a CCO and the compliance practitioner in considering the use of social media and their compliance program. All of these describe not only the reasons to use social media, but also can help you to identify who in your organization might be inclined to use it and how to facilitate your compliance program going forward. The altruist, hipster, and careerist speak to how a CEO or compliance practitioner might be seen in getting out the message of compliance throughout your organization. Whichever category you fall into, it is still about the message or content going forward. I found nothing negative in being any one or the other of these types if your message is useful. Even if you are my age, there's nothing wrong about incorporating a little hipster into your communication. But as my daughter often reminds me, Dad, you are so cool that you are a retro, but that's cool too. Applying this maxim to your compliance regime, if you can communicate in a manner that your workforce sees as interesting or even hip, it may help facilitate incorporation of that message into the corporate DNA and indeed operationalizing your compliance program. I found the boomerang connector and selective categories as good ways to think about how your customer base and compliance, in other words, your employees that I've been harping on throughout this podcast series, might well use social media tools to communicate with the compliance function in your organization. The use of social media is certainly a two-way street, and you as the compliance practitioner need to be ready to accept these communications back to you. Indeed, some comments by your customer base could be the most important interactions that you have with your employees as their comments or questions could lead you to uncovering issues which may have arisen before they become full code of conduct or even FCPA violations. More importantly, it could allow you to introduce a proscriptive solution which moves your program beyond even the preventative phase. The key message seems to be 
the problem that companies do not write the way they speak and they don't speak the language of their employee base. In many ways, compliance is a brand and brands and the people representing those brands need to change their language. If you focus on the title and the quality of the content, among other things, it will resonate with your employee base. The primary thesis of Kramer's work is that sharing is a primary method to communicate and connect. In any far-flung international corporation, that is always a challenge, particularly for a corporate discipline which can be viewed as the home office overhead at best. In other words, the land of no populated by Dr. No at its worst. You should hone your message through social media. Part of this is based on experimenting as to what the message is and how to send it. Part of it's based on experimenting as well. Another aspect is based upon, for those with true retro knowledge, the wave of all things. Think about its development and coming to fruition in the 1980s. It took some time for it to become popular, but once it was communicated to enough dis- through enough disparate communications, it really took off, literally. It's the same thing with social media and use in your compliance program. On social media, we think something will go viral because the art is beautiful and the science is full of deep analytics. But at the end of the day, it really takes time to build a community. This means you need to work to hone your message, but also continue to plug away that message to get it out. Remember the Morgan Stanley Declination, and it will always be instructional as one of the stated reasons that the company was not prosecuted was that it sent out 30 it sent out 35 compliance reminder, reminders to its workforce over 7 years through email social media can be used in the same cost effective manner not only to get out the message of compliance but also receive information and communications back from your customer base so what are today's three key takeaways number 1 never forget what makes employees want to share information, and it's the need to connect. And then the desire to connect, that's just a human nature, and the more you can incorporate that into your compliance program, the further operationalized you will be. Number two, facilitate mechanisms which allow employees to share with the compliance function. If you think about sh- communication as sharing and really focus on the sharing part, I think that Once again, you will have another way to look at this and another way to consider it, and this may resonate more fully with your employees when you make this shift. And three, and once again, the Morgan Stanley Declination. It still resonates. It's still out there. It's still good. And even if 10 years ago or 15 years ago when the underlying facts occurred, Morgan Stanley was using email as its primary method to communicate with its employee base for around compliance messaging. You can take the concept of that communication and bring that forward, even if your delivery mechanism is different. I'd like to thank you again for joining me for this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program around business ventures. And I hope you will join me for our next episode tomorrow. This podcast series on 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.